episode nine of Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. I am Jim Rome, and this guy right here is the big head and a legend, James Kelly. Yes, yes, last week I did start this very pod by calling him a loser. You're probably going to hit me up and say, hey, Rome, which one is it? Loser or legend? He cannot be both. The hell he can't. He was a loser last week, but he's a legend today because he's coming off another big winning weekend. What's up, legend? How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Um, not as good as Beaks did earlier today, but I feel great, Jim, and I'm ready to kick some ass this week again. Why do you got to drag him? I don't know. He just felt probably better than I did, but I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, well, I was going to yeah. ask you, so, okay, fine. You're already off the rails, fine. Listen, how do you feel going into this weekend? Like, do you feel like you're going to get your ass kicked, or do you feel like you're going to kick some ass? Uh, kick ass. I, f- I feel good this week. I feel really, really good. We had a great last week, like you just said, but yeah, I, I like what we have here today. All right, good. And you sound much better, so that's a good thing, too. Let's also, jump right too, in. Jim, yes. to the listeners out there, sorry to cut you off right there. No, you're not. Um, you, you always do. I feel great because the system that I came up with, the picks I did, I went on the uh, doc site, and all of his six scores match what I had, so I feel very, very good about this stuff. Okay, I like that. So that's good. That's good, and that's, well, good. We like that. We We do like like that. that. All right, so keep that that in mind. So already, before we start, the big head's jumping in and saying that he and the sports doc are on the same page. Let's find out. Why don't we jump in? You've got the Eagles, the best team in the NFC, maybe the best team in the NFL, and they're what? 13-and-a-half-point favorites tonight mm-hmm. in Houston. Huge favorites this evening. And they're favored in every game the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And while the Texans are, how do I put this, ass. And they're projected to be ass for mm-hmm. every game the rest of the year. I don't know, Head 13-and-a-half is an enormous number. How are you playing this one? Yeah, it could be a touch dangerous here. Damn near two touchdown home dog, like you just said, in prime time on a short week. But I'm going Philly here. We're riding with the Eagles. The Texans are coming off a game where they allowed 314 yards rushing to a one-dimensional Tennessee Titans team playing with an extremely raw rookie quarterback. They are now allowing 186 yards a game on the ground. If there's a number that is historical, ass Jim, it's that number, 186 yards. And they are going up against a team who rushes the ball 35 times and has Jalen Hurts who could beat him with his arm, unlike the Titans had. Small worries for Philly here. The Eagles allow 5.1 yards per attempt on the ground. That's the 29th worst in the NFL. And Damian Pierce runs hard. He is tough to tackle. And that's not great for a team that PFF has as their second worst tackling team in the NFL, the Eagles. That's what they have them as. Also, we talked about the success last week of Mike Glennon Jr. at home for the Texan, you know, Davis Mills. Mike Glennon Jr. Right. He plays he, better he does at not, home. He does not have a kid in the league. Oh, okay. I, Davis Mills, my bad. He plays better at home oh, than he I does get it. away. He's got a long neck. He looks like a giraffe. Harvey Williams. You're trying to, you're trying, yeah. you keep, you freaking keep Harvey Williams' name out of your mouth. I'm not even playing. Uh, anyways, and you all best right. not go to Merton Hanks next either. I was gonna actually. Dude, go to there Merton. is no Raff family. I I just was gonna go to Merton. Just do your, just loved just do your effing job, man. Okay. Just do your job, dude. Do your job. We're on a Cincinnati. Okay, my job right here. Stop I'm looking your face. Eagles. Stop looking your face. We're on the Cincinnati. Face liquor. Love the face liquor. I know you do. Anyways, Eagles six and one in their last <laughs> seven Thursday games against the spread, and five and one in their last six overall. Eagles minus thirteen and a half. 
on the road. That's a big, fat number. Hey, really quickly, before I give you my thoughts on that, do you remember that time that one idiot hit us up with, hey, man, just give us the pics. I don't want that podcast stuff. Remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. I, I do remember that. They you know, it seems to me, me you, don't, yeah, mm-hmm. they, you know why you remember that? Because it keeps happening. If you Every want the pics, week. listen to the podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. It seems to me you don't see too many... 13-and-a-half-point dogs, much less at home. But this is what you get, Head, when you have arguably the most complete team in the NFL going up against some complete bum-asses in Texans, in the Texans. Now, you might tell me calling them bum-asses is pretty harsh, but it's not nearly as harsh as being a 13-and-a-half-point dog at home, and deservedly so. Name one thing the Texans do well besides lose. Tell me one area where they excel. Right. That's what I thought. Now tell me one area where the Eagles really struggle. Oh, wait. That's what I thought. I know they're going to win. On top of that, I really believe they're going to cover. I'm with you. Minus 13 and a half on the road. All right. Beautiful. Honestly, there are things. You got Chargers minus three at Atlanta. Let's go there next. Okay. There are things head about both these teams that I like. And frankly, a number of reasons that I don't trust either one of them. So mm-hmm. while nothing is easy, this one especially is messing with my head. Mm-hmm. I'm actually still thinking about this. I have not yet figured out which way to go. So why don't you do what you always do and namely pull a bunch of stuff out your ass. <laughs> Put it into your system head. Mm-hmm. Sound like you know what you're talking about. Call your shot. And by then I should be ready to call mine. I could do that for you here, Jim. I'll take the bolts and lay the three here. Biggest Ooh. concern for the Charger. Chargers is the same as when they mm. played the Browns a couple of weeks ago. It's that Falcons running Ambie. attack. L.A. allows an NFL worst 5.7 yards per rushing attempt, and they've allowed 213 yards on the ground two of their last three games. But where the Chargers um, should feast is – um, that Dean Pease guy's defense, great name, by the way. Love it, Dean Pease. But no anyway. way. I'm really surprised to hear that. You love great names. That's a good yeah, one right I'm there. really surprised that you like that name, Dean Pease. Anyway. Well, Mark Poop didn't want any of that. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> juvenile, man. Are you four years old, Beavis? Do Mark the poop. job. Oh, Mark Poop. And, okay. Yo, yo, Dean Pease, that's a good name. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, nobody the hell gives up, up already, dude. more passing yards than Grow Dean P's defense does, Jim. 306 yards a game through the air is what the number is, and it's because they cannot get to the quarterback. They have an NFL worst 1.2% hurry per drop back rate. That is terrible, the worst in the NFL. Even with Justin Herbert short on weapons here, one or two maybe, he will have time to pick them apart. Let's hope the Bolts can overcome their horrible November streak against the spread, though. It's bad. They are 1-10 in their last 11 November games against the spread. But only Cincy and Baltimore has covered at a better percentage as an away team than the Chargers over the last five years. Let's go Bolts minus three at Atlanta. Man, that is a terrifying stat you just hit me with. All right, so... I'm trying to make an argument for them. They're coming off the bye, the Chargers. They're coming off their bye. The Falcons are first in the AFC South. The Chargers love to throw it. The Falcons cannot defend the pass. Mm -hmm. The Falcons love to tote the rock. As you point out, the Chargers are not good at stopping the run. Not good. I don't know if they're going to have Keenan Allen back or not. If they do, and he's anywhere near right, they're a completely different team. We know that Herbert's a much different quarterback with Keenan Allen. So, I don't know, man. When it comes to the Chargers, 
I'm like the kid who touches the hot stove, who doesn't learn his lesson. You know, I keep picking them, they keep burning them, and then I pick them again, and I never actually learn my lesson. It's like the very definition of insanity. I keep doing the same exact thing, thinking I'm going to get a different result. And one more cliche for you, the more things change, the more they stay exactly the same. So what I'm saying to you is, I'm going to ride with the bolts. I will lay the points. You and I are on the same page on this one, but I don't feel great about it, dude. I do not feel great about it. Oh, Alvin, you did not. Okay, I'm changing my bet after that. Right, me too. Let's go the other way. What morons. How about those morons? Don't tell me that's don't tell me that that's not the reason the Padres got beat. It's a hundred percent the reason why the Padres got beat. One hundred percent. Freaking morons. Mm -hmm. All right, so Seattle. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any five dollar NBA money line bet. And get 200 bucks in free bets if your team wins. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay right now. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where you want to go to bet on the NBA. Best place to go. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code BIGBETS and make any $5 bet this week and get 200 bucks in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code BIGBETS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Seattle's getting hey, two Seattle. points. At, hey, Seattle. Hey, Seattle. They got two points at Arizona. Hey, Seattle. I like that value. Damn, he's Captain Cringe. Hey, anyway, Seattle. I like the value. I also know Arizona needs this game badly, head. Mm -hmm. I know that Arizona knows they need this game badly, head. Mm -hmm. Seattle, obviously one of the best stories in the NFL this season. And in Arizona, I have to think the guys know that they're playing for their jobs. Coaches might even be coaching Mm -hmm. for their jobs. I think there's going to be a great sense of urgency. Interesting matchup. I know you usually don't like Arizona. Mm -hmm. How are you going to play this one? Well, I do like uh, Call of Duty Kyler. He's good. I like that part of Arizona here, Jim, but I'm going to go with... Call of Duty Kyler, dude. Yeah. yeah. Do, do, I mean, do you got to editorialize everything, cheap shot everybody? <gasps> jokes are fun. Let's use them, okay? All right. Good jokes are fun. <laughs> Continue. I'm going with <laughs> Geno Smith Kyler. and his Seattle Seahawks here, though, Jim. I'm taking the two points. His offense shows did, up on the road you, there. Was that Patrick Peterson going with the controller after picking him? Dude, it's awesome. And he, that, and he I got to admit, that was pretty amazing. That it, was it quite was. a taunt, man. I was I was shocked it took so long for these guys to start taunting his ass for that stuff. But Well, and that's a former teammate, though. Uh, well, A class yeah, so guy. You know how he feels about him, right? Like Russ is Clearly. teammates probably. Yeah. Dude, I cannot believe that he went with the controller taunt in the end zone after getting him. <laughs> that was amazing. It's so good. And man. I like Kyler. Uh, and go ahead. P2. I do too. Okay. Anyway, Seattle. Going to Seattle here. Uh, Geno's offense on the road. They're the highest scoring team in the NFC on the road. And that bad Arizona defense, they are a touchdown worse at home than away. Biggest worry for Seattle is obviously DeAndre Hopkins. Seattle's DBs are young, and DeAndre is balling here. He has caught 22 balls for 262 yards. Yeah, but he gets like 8,000 targets per game. He does, but he's catching more of them. I think he's had like 25 targets, and he's caught 22 balls. Something high, right? 
in two weeks, 262 yards for him right there. You know there, why, but... dude? Because he's strong as fuck. That's oh, why. Dude. I... <laughs> yes. Sorry, I just had to say it, man. It just came out. He is, dude. <laughs> He is, he, and I know, and I know, I know. You, you know why he is, wrong? I know that's where I stopped. I know right there, I, I probably man. shouldn't you should have be said. It. I just, when I think of that guy, I just think, man, he is strong as bleep. Yep, I'm like, whoa, okay, cool, interesting. But Allegedly. Well, I like Seattle. Yep. Their defense is actually playing better lately. Only the Jets D has allowed fewer yards per play than How about the last Alvin with the jab drop, I, dude. I, <laughs> I just heard it. All right, too. I'm sorry. I'm not helping you today. Oh, shoot. Anyways, my point. The, not, only no. the Jets' D has allowed fewer yards per play the last three games than the uh, Seahawks have in their 4.3 yards. Also, last week we talked about the problem the Cards have coming out of the gate. You know the double. Not uh, last week, dude. Every week we talk about that. I know, but it was kind of like the Wendy Williams blowout of both sides that I used, that analogy right there. No, there's, no, there's no, nothing like an analogy, dude. Like I can't believe you just forced that in there. And I'm just going to talk right over it. I apologize. You Perfect force that in there, album. dude. Thank you. you force that in there. If did, it's natural, it you can use it. You force that in there. That was gratuitous. I don't think I did because it's worst on O, worst on D. Bam. She hits right there. Add this fact too, Jim. Nobody has gotten off to a faster start than Shane Waldron's offense for Seattle through eight weeks. Seattle's scoring 7.6 points in the first quarter this far. Seattle is also 7-1-1 one, one in their last nine games at Arizona. And Cliff is 5-11 and one, one, uh, 11 as a home favorite what? against the spread as the head coach of the Cardinals. 5-11, and 11, I miss. Okay. Yep, Seattle plus what? two. There you go. I, was, I, I swear to you, I was just going to say, you know what, Head, you're having a good week. You're having a good week. And then you nah. said, and Cliff's 5 for, 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 Dude, are you having a stroke? Five and oh, eleven. Yeah. I mean, All right. Fine. So no yeah, matter how many game. times I've already said this, mm. I don't think I can say it enough. That gum assassin, Pete Carroll, and John Schneider absolutely worked Denver mm. in that deal for Russell Wilson. And Geno Smith absolutely worked the entire planet by showing up and balling the way he has this year. And I'll say this again. Never mind still being in the league. I didn't know that Geno was still even in life. I didn't know this guy was still alive, much less in the NFL, where he is putting up huge numbers and having the ultimate tell-me-how-my-ass-taste moment. Gino, Tyler Lockett, DJ Metcalf, Kenneth Walker pounding it on the ground, and a Cardinals team that I say, well, you just said it, they get off to slow starts every single week. And bottom line to me, no, I do not like or trust the Hawks defensively, but I don't think it's going to matter here. I'm not talking about them having to go out and win a playoff game on the road. I'm talking about them getting two points at Arizona. That I do like. I'm going to take that value. Head, we're on the same page on that one too. Beautiful. All right. Now, I'll tell you what, I absolutely love, love, we talked about this on the Daily Show, I love what the Dolphins did at the trade deadline, and I love the way they've turned those three picks that they mm -hmm. got from Frisco in the I Trey Lance it. deal into mm -hmm. what they turned it into. They're aggressive as hell on the field and off it, and mm -hmm. as long as they are not dribbling to his head off the turf... <laughs> Then crossing somebody over and pulling up for a three and knocking it down. See what I did there? Yeah, They're entertaining as hell. Yep. As long as they call bank mm -hmm. to his head. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Dolphins at Chicago. What is the number? What is the pick? The Bears are five-point home dogs here. Um, five? Five points. That yep. was five and a half. Is it five? It's five. Okay. I got five here. Yep. Good. Yep. I'll lay the points and not take two, your guy Tua not here. Three, not four. That was quick, five, dude. Not, not five. five and a half. There we go. Perfect. Not five, five and three quarters. Right. Anyways, hook. Tua, 
He's the highest-rated QB on PFF when he's kept clean, and getting after the quarterback isn't what the Bears do. Like I've said before, they're actually shit at it, Jim. Only the Rams are worse at knocking down opposing quarterbacks per pass attempt attempts than the Bears are. Their leader in sacks is rookie Jaquan Brisker. He's a safety. He has three sacks. All the remaining edge guys on their roster have four combined sacks. And if the Bears allowed the Cowboys to gain 442 yards last week, what are they going to do against Tua in his passing attack that averages eight yards per pass? On the other side of the ball, Chicago is all about running the football. They average an NFL best 188.4 yards per game and have averaged 240 yards in their last three games. But Miami has meat in the trenches. They can slow that down uh, and make Justin Fields throw the ball. And that passing offense is that historical ass that the Houston's run D is. They are averaging 126 yards a game through the year. 126 yards. That's the worst mark in 17 seasons. And against the spread since last season, the Browns are 1-6 as a home underdog and 0-6 in their last six home games versus a team with a winning record. Let's go Tua and the Dolphins, minus five at Chicago. See, I know you well enough to know, Head, when you're talking out your ass. And I know you well enough to know when you're feeling good about your shit. You sound like you're feeling good this week. I feel it. So far, yes. feel great. So back to Tua for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. and let's okay. Let's be real about this. When when Tua played, like when he's played this year, he's played well. We know this. Mm-hmm. However, he's playing so much better than people expected. Admit this to me, dude. Did you think this guy was already a bust? Did you already think to yourself, man, he is a bust? I don't need to see any more. I know it. He's a bust. Yeah, I did. Yep. I know, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I got to be honest. I did not have a ton of confidence in this guy coming into the season, but I love what I'm seeing from him. He laid out awesome. a lot of the numbers and data. I like him in that scheme. I mm-hmm. like the talent that he has around I him. Tyreek Hill had a huge game last week. He's worth everything, everything they gave up to get him. Mm-hmm. If you double him, Jalen Waddle's going to kill you. We know that. On the other side of the ball... We talked about this during the week on the Daily Program. They filled a need, a very important need, by making that deal for Chubb. Justin Fields is improving, but but they can't protect him. Chase Claypool is not the difference maker that some of these desperate Bears fans think he is. The weather looks great, so there's not going to be those elements for the South Floridians to have to deal with. I'm telling you, I like Miami. Miami minus five versus the Bears. It is more fun, dude, when we're on the wrong side or the opposite side of each other, but it's mostly fun when we both win. Absolutely. All right, so let's get that one. Listen, I'm I'm embarrassed to even talk about this next game, especially <laughs> since I'm a taxpayer and a landowner in Wisconsin, but Green Bay, dude, is minus three and a mm-hmm. half at Detroit. Like, that is embarrassing, right? Mm-hmm. Green Bay is only laying three and a half against a garbage Lions team. Mm -hmm. Neither of these teams are much to look at, so we damn well better make some money on this game. Who you got, dude? All right, this is where the clones get pissed off at me, and this is where they need to fade me because you damn well know I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers, who I don't think I've picked correctly this year, and lay the three and a half here. I understand their struggles, but this Lions defense is so bad, and now they're pulling the Colt stuff and trying to find a fall guy every single week, and they're firing people. This D is just terrible. You've got to have a fall guy, man. Everybody's got to have a fall guy, dude. Everybody's got to have a fall guy. You've got to have a fall guy. And Aubrey Pleasant was that this week for Detroit right here. And and believe me, if this this podcast does not survive, dude, Mm -hmm. you're going to be the fall guy. (laughs) Everybody's got to have a fall guy, dude. We can't blame it on Alvin? 
You've got <laughs> no, dude. Fall. You're the fall guy. I'm dude. the fall guy. Okay. I, Alvin brings a hell of a lot more of this than you do. You're the fall guy, dude. Eh, fair. Everybody's I'll, I'll got to have a fall too. guy. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, why I'm picking the Packers is that defense for Detroit. This is how bad they are. Worst in the NFL in the following. Points per game, yards per game, yards per play, third down defense, TDs allowed per game. Wow, they suck. 30th. Yes, they suck. Historical, serial ass, any way which you want to turn it out there. They're terrible at it. 30th in the red zone defense as well, Jim. And while Aaron hasn't been playing great this season, he plays very, very well against the Blitz. And Detroit blitzes 30% of every single drop back this season. Now the Lions, Lions offense is very good. I'll give them that. And they're way better at home. They score an NFL best 35.8 points at home compared to 10 points on the road. And we know Green Bay's defense has been a butthole, straight butthole, terrible. But the one thing they have done is had success in the red zone there, the fourth best in the NFL down there. I'm going to go with the Packers, who have been better than everyone against the division opponents, against the spread since Aaron became starter in 08. They have covered over 60% of their games in that time. Packers minus 3.5 at Detroit. I think that it's physically impossible for you not to pick the Packers at this point. I know. No matter what. It's one of those teams, man. I know. Uh, Hard to imagine that we'd ever reach a point, though, that an Aaron Rodgers – led Packers team, would only be a three-and-a-half-point favorite over a garbage garbage Lions team. And don't come at me with how aggressive the Lions are and how awesome that cannibal Dan Campbell is or how Jared Goff is chucking it around the yard and how many points they're putting up at home. Let me tell you something. Even if, even if half of that is true, none of that matters. They're one in six, and they're every bit as garbage as their one in six record indicates. They've got a five-game losing streak. It's about to become six, and yes, the Packers are going to cover. Listen, Aaron and that Packer offense may not be what it used to be, but that Lions pass defense is as crappy as it's ever been. The Lions cannot stop the run. Even with the problems the Packers have had up front on the offensive line, they can still run the ball. The Lions can't stop that. The Packers have Aaron Jones. They've got Dylan. Again, there's not a ton, a ton to like about the Packers, mm-hmm. but there's a hell of a lot to hate about the Lions. <laughs> I'm not looking forward it. to the game, Ed, but mm-hmm. I am looking forward to getting paid on that game. Packers minus three and a half. You and I are still on the same page for everything. Nice. Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg, the ultimate cooking experience. I know you know about it because the second I got mine and I started talking about it, people were rushing up on me like they knew. They wanted to talk about it. It's because the egg is the most versatile grill you're ever going to own. I'm telling you, you can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. Yes, try a pizza on the egg. It will amaze you. It works. It's incredible. So stop wasting money on grills that you have to replace every few years. We've all been there. We've done that. It gets old. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs, too. Listen to me. Roll. With an authentic big green egg. It is a ceramic marvel. It's backed by a lifetime warranty. That's right. A lifetime warranty. It is simple to light. It is easy to use. It works without a power source. You don't have to plug anything in. So with the playoffs and the holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. How cool is that? And it makes a great gift. And they've got two models that are perfect for tailgating. 
The best part is you can have it delivered right to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. That's right. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com. Have it delivered to your house for free. That's how I did it. It was an awesome experience. That's BigGreenEgg.com. And yes, you will thank me later. All right. Let's do this one. This is interesting now. Mm -hmm. Jags. Jags are home dogs against the Raiders. I hate to say it because I'm actually a fan of both these teams. Believe it or not, I am. But they're both garbage. Mm -hmm. So as much as I like them both individually... I hate that I have to actually pick one here. So I'm going to let you go first because okay. you don't have the same sort of emotional attachments to I some don't. of this shit like I do. Who do you like here? I'll go with the home dog here. Jack, fight the jet lag from London and take the one and a half points here. Trevor Lawrence is clearly not Andrew Luck or John Elway. He's 5-20 and 20 as a starting quarterback in his career right now. I'm not even now. sure he's Blake Bortles, dude. Dude, he's closer to that than he is Elway and Luck, I'll say that. But he might be average here Sunday. This guy cannot handle pressure at all. But the Raiders, yeah, not named Mac, Max Crosby. They don't bring pressure at all. They have nine total sacks, and Crosby has six of them. God, I hate that. I know. It's it's amazing. Where's Chandler Jones, right? Right. But, yeah, he's just not helping Max out at all. But uh, also, the Jags have been I mean, running the hell out of football. Why not let John Jones just do some drugs and go out there and get after the quarterback? Well, he's been about... Never mind. I'll stop on that one, too. I'll get back to my points here. The Jags have been running the hell out of the football. Despite losing four straight games, no one has ran the ball better the past three weeks than the Jags. 6.7 yards per carry. On the other side of the ball, the Raiders, uh, they'll want to use your guy, Josh Jacobs. But only San Francisco and the Jets allow fewer yards per attempt than the Jaguars do this year. It's really going to come down to Derek Carr and getting that football to Devontae Adams. The question is Because they did such a good job at that last week. Dude, one reception last week. Yeah, but it was for three yards, though. See, moving forward, so that's not bad at all. Yeah. Get this, only Zach Wilson has a higher percentage of poor throws per attempt this season than Derek Carr does. That is amazing. And it doesn't help that Las Vegas is scoring about two touchdowns less on the road against the spread. In the last five years, the Raiders have only covered 16.7% as an away favorite. So I'm going with a home dog, Jags here, plus one and a half. So what I've noticed about that, and this is, as we've gone throughout the year, usually you and I diverge once or twice per pod. Mm -hmm. This is one of those times, like, I cannot believe how badly this season has gone for the Raiders. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I had such high expectations for them and for my dude, Josh McDaniels, to replace Chunk Gruden and get this thing turned around. But But just the opposite has happened. That effort last week had against the Saints, literally, was one of the worst, worse than terrible, one Mm -hmm. of the worst games I have ever seen the Raiders play in my life, wherever they've been, in Oakland, in L.A., Back in Oakland, in Irwindale, in San Antonio, in Vegas, wherever. Wherever. I mean, flat-out garbage. How the hell do you get shut out by a Saints team that came in reeling, especially defensively? So I I cannot believe how bad they've been. I am shocked by it. Seems to me it kind of comes down to who you trust more this week, Derek Carr or Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And the answer is neither, right? Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but I think, like, Travis Etienne – he should take over. He, he should does. get the Jags home. However, and this is where you and I differ, 
I'm too loyal. I still bet with my heart sometimes and not my head, and I'm pulling for my guy Josh McDaniels. And, yes, I'm not afraid to put myself out there. I like Josh. I like him personally. I like him professionally. I'm shocked by how badly this is going for him and for them. So I think that guy needs a lifeline. I'm going to throw it to him. I'm going to pick him. LFG J Mac, let's get it. Without the Knicks and cuss of a blade. I'm doing it. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. So you and I diverge there. All right, finally, you got Kansas City. This is wild now to me. Finally. Kansas City minus 12 and a half against Tennessee. Head, nothing is easy. They mm-hmm. don't give it away. You've got to earn it. I'm not saying the Titans are world beaters, but damn, that is hard to turn down. Tennessee mm-hmm. and 12 and a half. With the king running over chumps on the weekly again. We're not talking about like the Texans getting 12 and a half or the Lions getting 12 and a half. We're talking about Tennessee. That's really tempting. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do with it? Yeah, the team who was a top seed in the AFC playoffs um, a year ago, right, is getting 12 and a half. But I am going to lay those points and go with the Chiefs here, man. I'm all Mm. about Kansas City here. Wow. Yeah, not sure if Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis is playing the Titans. Did you see Ryan Hannahill? Hannahill? Tannehill? Yeah. The guy with the hurt leg or ankle or whatever the hell it is. Close enough, dude. Yeah, but one of the two, right? I don't know if him or Malik will be playing, but period. The Titans cannot throw the football regardless of who's out there. They are so one-dimensional with Derrick Henry that they um, have to get ahead of KC here. Only Chicago throws for fewer yards a game than the Titans do this season. Tennessee averages 147 yards through the air. Outside of Chicago, it's the worst passing offense per game since the 2011 Blaine Gabbert-led Jags gym. And Casey's run defense, it's not great, but they're the seventh best in yards per attempt this season. That might surprise some people. Yeah, also, I was going to say, dude, that's good for them. That's very, very good for them. And I think it surprised a lot of people. I was a little bit surprised when I saw the stat there, too. But um, also, the Titans can't cover. Uh, the run game on defense will handle that easily, but their weakness is coverage in the corners. Those guys are going up against the highest scoring offense in football who's averaging 296 yards a game in the air. I love that for Mahomes here on Sunday. Against the spread numbers, though, huge, huge advantage for the Titans. They are 5-0 and in their last five, 4-0 in huge. their last four via the AFC, and KC is 0-4 in their last four home games and 0-5 in their last five against the AFC, but I'm going with Mahomes and Ryad and laying the 12-and-a-half at Arrowhead. Dude, stop rioting him. There's no need for that. So they, they got his name wrong once in the punt, pass, and kick competition when he was 12 years old. Dude, he was a big kid, man. Oh, my God, it was so yeah. great, wasn't yeah, that? Have you seen that video? Amazing. Oh, dude, he had to be a nose tackle or something. He, he was so great. That See, maybe I'm aging or dating us, but that punt, pass, and kick competition that they used to have on Monday Night Football was so great. And first of all, I love that he was an L.A. native because I'm an L.A. native, Mm -hmm. but they spelled his name wrong. That's why we riot him sometimes. I don't like doing it because he's one of my favorite human beings ever. But this dude towered every other kid. I mean, he he looked like... like, I don't even know. like, Like Mean Joe Green compared to a bunch of peewee-ers. I think he had his mustache still then, too. Full on, dude. Full on. All right, so anyway, to me, to back to your point about how Tennessee does not throw the ball, why -hmm. would they? Why do they need to? Why do I have to? Why do I have to? There's Jungle Tourette's kicking in. It doesn't matter who plays quarterback when you've got Derrick Henry doing what he does best, smoking fools, running over people, and hurting them. However, 
However, and by the way, everybody knows he's going to run, and he still gets his, but... Amazing. And, and the good thing about that is if he's doing that, he's moving the chains, he's spinning clock, mm-hmm. he's keeping Patrick, wait for it, Mahomes on Mahomes? the sideline, and as good as Mahomes is, Mahomes? he cannot hurt you if he's standing next to my man, Ryad. So it is very tempting to me to take all those points and Tennessee. Uh-huh. However, to your point, Casey is much better against the run than they have been in recent years. Mahomes, in some cases, tell me I'm wrong, he's actually having a better year this year without Tyreek Hill than he did last year with Tyreek Hill. They've had the week off. They're at home. Their fans will be fueled up. Travis Kelsey is going to go out there and dominate. I mean, screw it. As much as I like Mike Vrabel, I like Andy Reid even more. Pitch and catch. Early and often, Early and often Chiefs, yes. minus 12 and a half. All right, so you and I, of the seven games, we are on the same page on six of them. Head, mm-hmm. run it back for those who were cool enough to listen to the whole pod and not cut the line just to get the picks. Who do you like? Run it back for me. Eagles, minus 13 and a half at Houston. The Bolts, the Los Angeles Chargers, minus three at Atlanta. Seattle, plus two on the road at Arizona. The Miami Dolphins, minus five at Chicago. The Green Bay Packers, minus three and a half. Yes, we're going with the Green Bay Packers again at Detroit. The Jacksonville Jaguars, home dogs here, plus one and a half versus the Raiders. And also the last game right here, Kansas City minus 12 and a half versus the Titans. All right, here's my concern, Head, as I let you go. Generally, you sound like shit, mm-hmm. but you pick great games. Mm-hmm. This week, I think, was your best on-air performance, which leads me to believe that maybe we don't do as well with our picks, but you never know week to week in the NFL. We're going to find out, right? Have a great weekend, Head. Thank you very much. Yeah, my, now might be the time they want to fade me. So there you go. There you go. Have a great weekend. We'll find out. Thanks, Jim. Do you ever wish that before every pro football game, you could get up to the date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for football, basketball, and baseball. So whether you're a part of a fantasy tournament Placing bets or you're just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything you need. Elias Game Plan is a sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports Leagues since 1913. I love it. I use it and I trust them because I know that name and I know that brand. So take this pro football season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annual, and I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use my promo code BIGBETS25. BIGBETS25. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today, and be sure to use my promo code BIGBETS25. And we are now once again joined by the pro football doc himself, Dr. David Chow, who was previously the Chargers team physician. He is an orthopedic surgeon. He is the main man behind Sports Injury Central, a company that I am an investor in and also a member of the advisory board. Doc, you have been on a heater this season. Great to have you back this week. How you doing, Doc? 
Doing great. Actually, as we record this Thursday, this is before the uh, Thursday Texans versus uh, Eagles game. And I'm in Houston with my 10-year-old son, visiting some friends, taking in the game. And I can't really take him to games on Sundays because we're in that command center with all the games going on. So took him to this one. I love that. Nice job. Well done. All right. So you, having said that, you were 2-1 and one last week on this pod after going 3-0 and oh the week before. So overall, the site has won seven of eight weeks with their sick picks, which is incredible. So congrats on that. Why don't we dive into a few of this week's most interesting matchups? Here's a game that the big head and I did not talk about, so I'm anxious to get your thoughts on it. Saints v. Ravens. The Ravens have been banged up all year long. You have done really well going against them. What are their respective six scores, and how does the differential compare to the actual spread itself? In other words, let me get your thoughts on that matchup. Yeah, thanks, Jim. And as you know, what we do is uh, we the team of NFL, former NFL team docs, we rate the injuries and the health of individual players, and we put it in the algorithm formula where guys like Norv Turner, who are on the advisory board, help us figure out the formulation and the impact. And the Ravens have been among the most injured all season long. And although they've been winning, they haven't been covering their 5 and 3 We've been taking advantage of that, uh, the line inequities. And here's the thing about Baltimore. They remain about 10 points the more injured team over the Saints. I get it. The Saints, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Adam Troutman, uh, and uh, injuries have their own injuries, including Marshawn Lattimore. But the Ravens still are more the more injured side. Every time they get someone healthy, they lose someone again. Uh, Mark Andrews may or may not go, but you know uh, Rashad Bateman is going to be out and uh, Mar Marcus Williams, their safety is out. Nose tackle Michael Pierce is out. They're still the more injured side, but that's about to change. As soon as we get Andrews back and whatever, uh, they added Roquan Smith. Uh, that helps them at an injury spot uh, that they had injured at linebacker. So their luck is about to change, but we think maybe there's one more week of going against the Ravens. All right, so it's really interesting. And remember, keep in mind that when you talk about the sick differential, if it's a double-digit number, that's something the listeners want to see. Here's another one that the big head and I skipped that I want to get your thoughts on, Doc. Vikings v. Commanders. I said it all week long, Doc. How the hell are the Vikings 6-1? and one? Now, part of that I know is who they've played. Part of that is their health. When we talk about the sick differential, we're looking, or are we looking at a double-digit advantage here as well? How do you see that matchup? We are looking at a double-digit advantage here, but if you look at the Minnesota Vikings, last week they were 100% healthy on starters on offense and defense. This week, yeah, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, their D-end uh, may be out, uh, but they still have been healthy. And if you really look at, go to sick picks for the site and so forth, SICscore.com, we made some futures picks from the beginning of the season. Our futures pick was uh, Minnesota over nine and a half. They're over halfway there. Green Bay knowing that David Bakhtiari, left tackle, and Elton Jenkins, right tackle, were going to struggle coming off their injuries still. And so all the things that we do are really injury rather than scheme-based. We let the line take care of itself in terms of quality of players and scheme, and we look at the unseen injuries. And Minnesota still is healthier than the commanders. Chase Young has been uh, been uh, declared, uh, sorry, designated for a practice window, but he's not close to ready yet on his knee and the big injury still for the commanders on defense is Cole Holcomb, their uh, middle linebacker who may not play, and he's their big run stop stopper. And so with a completely healthy Vikings offensive line, 
Uh, you know, sometimes prop plays are the way to go. You might want to take a look at uh, Dalvin Cook. The props aren't up yet, but if he's in the 70s uh, against a, a commander's team that's down some of their front seven against a healthy Vikings offensive line, that might be something to consider too. All right, so Doc, something here. When you were answering that question, when you mentioned that you said something to look at are future picks and that you had Minnesota at nine or nine and a half. Right after that, you start to talk about Green Bay. You cut out briefly, and then you came back on, and that's okay because I wanted to ask you about Green Bay. So you might want to reset your thought on Green Bay, but then I want to ask you, Green Bay versus Detroit, you know, we're not looking at a double-digit sick differential for that game, but I've got a feeling that that game does interest you on some level. Am I right? How do you see that matchup? And let me get your thoughts on Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay from the beginning of the season uh... – you know, we like Minnesota over nine and a half, Green Bay under ten and a half. And we wanted, we took the Vikings at plus two forty to win the NFC North because of the problems of Green Bay on their offensive line. Now, this game, their offensive line is riding itself. Bakhtiari is playing; he's not one hundred percent. Elton Jenkins misses practice, but is playing; he's not one hundred percent. All the attention is on the uh, Green Bay wide receivers: Lazard and his shoulder likely uh, trying to come back. Christian Watson. Uh, Randall Cobb out, Christian Watson with his concussion. But really, Green Bay, because of their right and left tackle, have become a run first team. If you look at the second half of the game against Buffalo, when they were down three scores, they were still running the ball. They didn't win, but they cut the deficit by running the ball. I expect them to come out and try and run the ball against Detroit. It's easier to, to block when you're run blocking for Bakhtiari and Jenkins than pass setting on bad knees. And especially with the right receiver issues, I think we like the Packers because of their delta direction on their six score. This is the first time in a while they've been the healthier side compared to the Lions. And the Lions, obviously, DeAndre Swift, question mark. Uh, DJ Chark is out. Uh, they traded TJ Hawkinson. Uh, they have some def uh, defensive issues as well at the DN position with Okora and also at uh, strong safety with Tracy Walker out on injured reserve. So the Packers are the healthier side. It's not a 10.6 score differential, but when you factor in the Delta and the directional health of the Packers, they're headed in the right direction, especially if they run first. Good. I love hearing that because that's the way I'm leaning this week. In fact, I picked them. I laid the points, so I like hearing that. So, Doc, we, we are adding new listeners every single week. So let me just say this before you go. The team, you and your team at Sports Injury Central are having a bang-up year. As I mentioned, you've won seven of eight weekends with your sick picks. That's incredible. Now, if the listeners go to the site, the site is free, the sick picks are not. You also talked about prop bets. Can you very briefly just kind of lay out what the site is all about and where they go and what they can expect once they get there if they're new to this? The site is absolutely free. Sports Injury Central, where Kleenex for injuries, SICscore.com. You can get all this information, field views, click, clickable, offense, defense. You see the colors, individual scores. There's even a section on there for fantasy players and DFS players. If you're trying to decide between two wide receivers, why not look at the not only their health, but the health of the defense they're playing against, the past defense they're playing against. Like, wouldn't you want to know that, hey, the Atlanta Falcons are down four secondary starters this week, so let's take the matchup that they have uh, this week. And it's sortable by position. It's sortable by fantasy points uh, and health. So that's a good tool. 
everything we have on the site is free. The only thing is sick pics. If you want to do your own work, by all means, go on the site and you can see all the stuff. We're not hiding it from anybody. But sick pics is for the guy who doesn't have time. He says, look, I can't digest all the numbers. Just give me the bottom line. And like you said, we've been seven out of eight week winners in the NFL. They got a healthy advantage there. Heck, we even have basketball picks uh, leading off this season. So far, we're seven and three on props for basketball. They're all injury based stuff and things that if you studied our site, you could get yourself. But if you want to take the easy path, then it's a sick pick. There it is. I love it. You've got the option. Do the work yourself or let them do the work. It's entirely up to you. Doc, really appreciate that. Let's keep it going. Have a great weekend, and I will talk to you again next week. Thank you. Nice job. All right. So once again, listeners, hope you're enjoying the, what you're hearing, and we are going hard. We are having an absolute blast doing this pod every single week. If you are enjoying it, it would be amazing if you took a moment and you subscribe. That way, you would never have to go looking for it ever again. This pod will find you as soon as it drops. And if you could, could you leave us a nice five-star review? Trust me, all kidding aside, I would appreciate that more than you will ever know. Have an amazing weekend. Let's get down. Let's get paid. And I will see you right back here next week on Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. 